Occasionally there was a warning given. An alert sounded. The repo man is coming. The repo man is coming. An alert which could result in individuals running away in fear and despair. We rarely hear that term today or that warning. Some know its origin. To others it is totally unfamiliar. The term doesn't get much press either in an information search. To look up a repo, a repo man, Google refers to it as informal and follows this by saying, a man whose job it is to take things back, repossess them from people who are not paying for them. The classic Oxford Dictionary dismisses the term as being North American. And the Canadian Oxford Dictionary states, an issue of repossession of something that originally belonged to the repossessor or the individual or company he represented. Today, the job description and employees to fill it still exist, but the title has basically been abandoned. I'm hoping to share an attitude adjustment with you this morning, one that may put a smile on your face and hope in your hearts. <clears throat> Turn your minds back, way back, before the world began, before the existence of human life, before the structure and purpose of the world and life were made plain. Let us take a quick journey from then to now. Then there existed only the Creator, whom we call God. Gradually and with design and purpose, creation unfolded. With every new design and every feature of creation, God paused and considered the results. And after each new act of creation, God was pleased. According to the understanding and the revelation of the biblical writers, then God said, and now we will make human beings. They will be like us and resemble us. There are a number of times in the ancient uh, biblical writings that you will find the plural used to refer to God instead of the individual singular plural, but it was just something in the style of writing and something in their understanding of God. God created human beings, making them to resemble the divine. God created male and female. God looked at everything that had been made and was very pleased. But from early beginnings, human willfulness and disobedience surfaced and escalated over the centuries as humanity overreached the place that God had given them. Greed and the desire for power bumped God out of the place that God, that belonged only to God. The time came when God called and designated Moses to lead the children of Israel out of slavery. 
And God entrusted Moses with commandments on which the lives of God's people were to be grounded. The, the foundational rule was, I am the Lord your God, and you shall have no other gods, worship no other gods before me. Over the eons, time after time, the people of God wandered away from God, becoming willful, careless, disobedient. A majority of them forgot who they were, who they were created to be, and to whom they belonged. Some of the people, discouraged, fearful, and hopeful, came to believe that God would intervene and come in a new manifestation. The introduction to John's Gospel sets forth the identity, nature, and purpose of Jesus. The Word was in the world, and although God made the world through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own country, but his own people did not receive him. Some, however, did receive him and believed in him, so he gave them the right to become God's children. They did not become children, God's children by natural means, that is, by being born as the children of a human father. God himself was their father. The word became a human being and full of grace and truth lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory which he received as the Father's only Son. In essence, God was their creator, their divine parent, as God is our divine parent. What a tempestuous relationship it has been since the very beginning of time. And the only unchanging reality that enables us to continue it all is that we are children of a repo God. We are children of a repo God. Repossession deals with something that originally belonged to somebody else. And we, humanity, originally belonged to God. And over time, humanity stretched that relationship to the breaking point. But the Creator refused to let us go, refused to abandon us, because we belong to God. I set before you the reality that God is the most consistent repo reality in our lives. Jesus entered the world to share our humanity while at the same time giving us a tangible image of God. The reality of God's repo nature is given tangible example again and again through Jesus, both witnessed to in the scripture readings earlier. Jesus came to make clear the reality that God, the Creator, wants to reclaim us. Most of us will remember some of the beautiful older hymns that never quite made it into the newer hymns, and one was, I've wandered far away from God, now 
I'm coming home. Looking at God as a repo God, the initiative is one that comes from God. Jesus came to make clear the reality that God, the creator, wants to reclaim us, wants to reclaim the people of God who he made for himself and like himself. But the people who had been created by God, like God, for God, had wandered intentionally and unintentionally so far from God that they were no longer sure to whom they belonged and what was expected of them. Jesus came to reclaim those who originally belonged to God. Jesus came to reclaim those who originally belonged to God. In other words, all of us. All of us. In the process of being repossessed, humanity and individuals have been asked and sought to repent. When I was a child, I thought, I'm sorry, were magic words. Anybody else go through much of your childhood thinking that, that it was magic words to say you were sorry after mischief or sauciness or disobedience? I would proclaim, I'm sorry, Mommy, I'm sorry. Well, eventually, that wore quite thin with my mother. And one day, she responded sternly, you're not sorry, or else you wouldn't keep doing it. Uh, that was a zinger, and it took me a while to recover from that, but I was old enough to get the message. Another response was seen in a seasoned military man who was experienced as rough and gruff and unpleasant. He led a questionable life and was insensitive and unforgiving with his comrades. Over time, they began to experience a, no a noticeable change in his behavior and attitude. Eventually, they worked up the courage to question him about the change, and he responded, I had an encounter with my Savior, and he commanded me, about face. In the language of military, he lifted up what repentance was all about, to change the direction of one's life and go in a different direction. Repentance is not primarily about words or good intentions. It is about actions. Apologies and resolutions are weak, spineless, and ineffective if changes in attitudes and behaviors are not evident and we do not make sincere and honest efforts to turn our lives around. To redeem or reclaim something, an exchange has to be made. Our relationship with God is not only about what God does, but about what we do in response. With genuine repentance comes redemption. And with redemption comes reconciliation. That's one of the most beautiful words in the English language, one of the most beautiful understandings in any language. With genuine repentance comes redemption, and with redemption comes reconciliation. 
God was in Christ reconciling the world unto God's self. The Greek word translated reconciling from the, from the Greek language into our New Testament, the Greek word translated reconciling referred to something that had been broken, something that had been fractured, and healing had taken place and wholeness restored. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto God's self, healing that which was fractured and broken and making it whole once again. Our God is a repo God, taking the first steps towards reclaiming what belongs to our Creator, like the grieving, anxious, watching Father, catching the first glimpse of his returning wayward son. Would you think when he saw him coming at a distance, was it sheer coincidence that he saw him at a distance and recognized him and went running to him? No, he'd been watching and waiting day after day, week after week, month after month. When his child had been gone every day, he looked for him and waited for him and hoped and prayed for him. And one day in the distance, he could see this familiar outline of a much-loved individual. He could see the gate of his body, and he ran down the lane to embrace his son. And immediately, running to restore the relationship that his child had turned his back on. And the only requirement being that his son had chosen to come home. Some years ago, I attended an event which offered the opportunity to explore a discussion, a discussion group of one's own choice. And I joined the group under the leadership of Reverend Stan McKay, one of our former moderators. He reminded us that we are a remarkable people. He wasn't using the term the way we'd say, oh, you're remarkable. No, but you are remarkable. Our birthmark is that we have been marked as one of God's people. That is what is inherent in the symbolism of the sign of the cross as a child is baptized, marked as belonging to God. But often the birthmark fades with the actions or lack of care of our lives. Actions of ours or actions of others. But it doesn't end there because we are a remarkable people. We can begin again at the beginning with God. The mark can be fresh in you. The identity is there. That person is a child of God. There are times when people take some of their treasured possessions to a pawn shop, believing that they need something other and more important than that which has been treasured and valued up to that point. They leave their treasure there, receiving nowhere its value, nowhere the hope of getting it back in the future, even though the hope to reclaim it at a later time may be there. There are times when our circumstances in life may have driven us figuratively to life's pawn shop, where no one knows the true worth of our fragile lives. 
but one enters, and with an authority that only he possesses, Jesus declares, I will redeem that life. It is invaluable, and it is mine. I can restore and renew it. Give it back to me. I will pay whatever the cost, even if it costs my life, which it did. Thanks be to God that we are the children of a repo God. Amen. Let